0: You're listening to Behind the Note Podcast, brought to you by a musician for musicians. Here, you will get advice toward a successful music career. This show is made to educate, inspire, motivate, and empower. Now, here is your host, Chris Davis. Hello, thank you for
1: pressing play today on this episode of Behind the Note Podcast. This is episode number 56, and we are so glad to have you today. Today's show is just going to be you and I. This is a solo show, and I like that. Every once in a while, it's good to just talk to you one-on-one. Today's topic is on how to avoid a potential bad gig, and I'm going to give you some things to look out for. So if you're possibly new to the game, or if you're a younger player just getting started, I'm going to give you some things to look out for. And if you know someone that can benefit from this, please pass this on to them. So I want to say, first of all, that this is by no means an exhausted list. This is not the ultimate list. This is just some, some pointers, okay? So you may or may not agree, and that's fine. And take it, for, take it for what it is, all right? It's just advice from me to you. So I really appreciate you. So advice on how to avoid a potential bad gig. And this is not in any order of importance. So with that said, let's start with number one. I have about eight pointers I'm, I am I want to touch. We may or may not touch. But I have a, a list of eight. So number one is the last minute call. Now, as musicians, we need that last minute call sometimes. And we know that without the last minute call, we... We would, just wouldn't have as much work. So I'm not saying to avoid all last-minute calls. But there is potential there uh, for a potential bad gig in that last-minute call. And why is that? Simply because it's not planned. Now, remember this. I didn't make this up. But when you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to everything else. And that's okay. Just know that and make make a decision that on purpose about that. So if you get that last minute call, what, is that, what are you saying yes to if you choose to say yes? What does that mean for you? Is it more work for you? It may or may not be. And you need to know that going in. You need to be okay with that. So are you saying yes to an extra last minute rehearsal? Sometimes people call you and they say, Hey, I have a gig for you. It's on this date at this time. Can you can you join us on the job? And you might say, Yes, I can. And then they'll say, Oh yeah, and there's a rehearsal too tomorrow or today. <laughs> and so then it's like, Well, hold on. Hold on now. You didn't ask me about that. And it, it it's okay to have rehearsal. We need to do that. But what are you saying yes to at this last minute call? Does that mean that you have to learn more music? Well, it's expected that you're going to have to perform music. So I guess the answer to that is yes. But what does that mean exactly? Is it a reading gig that you can show up and sight read? Or are you saying yes to an extra rehearsal you have to go to? Or do you have to uh spend, how easy or how, how, or how hard, how challenging is the music? Is it something that you can learn in one hour? Or is it something that you're going to have to spend a week on? So that's That's all something to take into consideration when you accept this last minute call. Now, one thing about last minute calls that you want to look out for is also is this. Is the leader in a rush? Are they in a hurry? Sometimes the person putting out the call, they may have just simply waited last minute to try to put things together. So are they in a hurry And therefore, are they trying to make you hurry? Now, if that's the case, that's a red flag. You may not want to agree to do this job. If they're in a hurry for a lack of planning, this could mean that other areas are also poorly planned. So you need to know and look out for how does that affect you and make a decision accordingly. Number two, will you need to alter your previous schedule? The short answer is yes, you will. But what does that mean exactly? So it, it always depends. Do you have another rehearsal already scheduled that you're going to have to now call the other band members and say, hey, I can't come anymore? Or, or did you already have another gig scheduled? And now you're going to back out of that because possibly you Can get paid more money on the new last minute call? Or did you have family time scheduled? That's also important. Um, And and family time is important. And, And remember that it's important in general in life to have balance. Just remember that. Again, what are you saying no to? Now, in all of these things, what we're getting to is this you really want to protect your name with other people, period. That's all. You want to protect your name with other people because your name is very valuable. It's valuable. It's it's the most one of the most important things that you have. So you don't want to tarnish your name for a last-minute call that may or may not pay you a little bit more money Okay. So I believe in keeping your commitments in general. And if if something comes up where you have to back out as life happens and that is necessary at times, just be very open with the people that other people that it affects, because you want to protect your name with other people at all costs. So remember that if you're accepting a last minute call, it could be A potential bad gig, maybe yes, maybe no. But also it could possibly be damaging other relationships. So always consider that, all right? Number three, a lot of back and forth shows indecision. So you may have been contacted for a job where the leader or person contacting you on behalf of the leader shows indecision. They don't have any answers to your questions. They can't give you any details. This shows inexperience in leadership. Or if you know that this person has been around for a while and they have been in the business and they've been working in this, then in that case, it just simply shows foolishness in which you definitely want to get away from that. Okay, so uh, be careful. So is there a lot of back and forth? That's a red flag if there is. And so then it's really important to have a standard for yourself ahead of time before you're even contacted so that, you know, if if X, Y and Z are not met and 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 these other things are met, you know, you want to know ahead of time. Yeah, I I will do this or no, I will not do this. So that in the moment, your decision has already been made and you don't feel pressure to do anything that you set the standard that you know you would not do. And you also protect yourself in that in that case, if you think that way. Also, again, you protect the other people that you're close to, your friends, family or bandmates. There's other people in your life. So remember, again, that the relationship with other people is something that you also want to consider, especially when you're committed. So again, number three, a lot of back and forth shows indecision, and that's something that you may not want to play with. All right, and number four, is connected to number three. You want to get all of the information up front. So when are you going to? When where? Uh, what is the pay? What is the dress code? What is the occasion? Now, according to the occasion. Sometimes clients need your direction. Sometimes you can provide direction to the client and it kind of takes experience and wisdom to know when to open your mouth and say, you know what? I might be able to help you with this. I've done, I've done about 72 or a hundred of these jobs, literally, and I've done it so many different types of ways and I may be able to help you because It may be their first time. A lot of times people just know, oh, I just want some music here. It would be nice. So you may be able to give them some direction. So use your wisdom in guiding them. Know when to open your mouth. Know when to be quiet. Okay. But you certainly want to get all the information up front or as much as possible because it's very important that you know what you're committing to. You also need to know that you're the right person for the job because you want to perform you're giving a service so uh, i hope you're not just saying yes for the sake of getting paid that's dangerous grounds you want to be able to to present yourself in the best light and also make your client happy okay number five listen for certain code words and i'm going to give you some of these code words And then you can fill in the rest. Okay, these are code words you want to listen for that are red flags that you may not want to commit to a certain job. The words are try or I'll try or I don't know. Or you might hear, well, well, uh," or you may hear maybe might can't. I can't. No, I don't know things like that. Anything that shows uncertainty or negativity, look out for those things. Now, again, these words may not mean anything at all. Okay. Now, as a culture in America, we're used to negativity, right? So you turn on the television in the morning, you find the news or at night before you go to bed, if you're watching the news, that's full of negativity. I don't even have to go through the list of what you find on the news, what you see, what you hear about. So, we're used to seeing negativity, which means that most of us are used to speaking in a negative way, even though we may or may not be aware that we are. However, the, if you see, if you hear these cold words I'm telling you about, coupled with other things, it may just be a, a sign that uh, the leadership is not in the proper mindset to serve you in the most effective way. And, and you know what? That's actually the main thing. So check this out. If a person calls you for a job, they are serving you, right? They are serving you by providing you with a job. That's a service. And when you arrive, they should be in the mind of of helping you. OK, that's the way it should be. It's not always like that. Now, the other part is you as the contractor, you are, are you are also providing a service. So it goes both ways. You're serving each other. And together, you're serving the people you're performing for. So just remember those things. And that should be a joyful happening. (laughs) Okay? Uh, It should be joyful. You should work in harmony. Now, this is, I know everything's not always perfect, but this is the ideal situation. Number six, when you arrive, what do you see? Here's some things that you want to look for. Do do you start on time? Is there organization? Do the people release you when they say that they will release you? So if you have a a specific scheduled rehearsal, for example, of two or three hours, if it's uh, scheduled, do they release you at the two-hour mark or the three-hour mark? Because time is too important to waste away. And so if you see people who don't understand this fact or are not concerned with this fact, you may not want to give your services. But again, that goes back to your personal standard. So you need to have your mind made up of this beforehand again. All right. Um, Now, on this time issue, uh, I've personally... When, whenever I have the best jobs, people are mindful of the time. They, they just simply start on time and they end on time. And they don't waste time by getting off track. They have a plan when they come and they have an agenda and they just carry it out. And it's helpful to everyone. And at the end of it all, it's really the most effective way to work. Now, I want to take uh time right now to share some of these pretty cool quotes on time and you know what i i googled this you could do this to yourself but i wanted to to share this with you now here's one from benjamin franklin and he said lost time is never found again that's it that's the most valuable resource all right from william shakespeare he says Better three hours too soon than a minute too late. You should always arrive early. You know what? And I was just reminded, my my high school band director taught us this. To be early is to be on time. To be on time is to be late. And to be late, well, then you're disqualified. He used to tell us that all of the time. So you always want to arrive early. Uh, another cool time quote comes from Carl Sandburg and he says time is the most valuable coin in your life you alone will determine how that coin is spent be careful that you do not let other people spend it for you that comes from Carl Sandburg and I have a couple of Jim Rohn quotes you know I like Jim Rohn so here's Here's the first one from Jim Rohn. If you don't design your own life plan, chances are you'll fall into someone else's plan. And guess what they have planned for you? Not much. (laughs) I can't. (laughs) I don't deliver the way uh, Jim Rohn does, but you get the point. And he talks about a life plan. Well, that's time. That's your life. So, again, if you don't design your life plan, chances are you'll fall into someone else's plan for you. And, and they don't have anything planned for you. So, so get to planning and then acting it out. All right. Another one from Jim Rohn. Either you run the day or the day runs you. So that goes back to planning your day. And if you plan your days, then you end up ultimately planning your life. Okay, moving on to number seven. Is there history of disaster? Ask yourself this question. And there's really only one way to find that out, and that's to ask other people. So the musician community is very small, actually. And even though you live where you live, even if you're going to another state, for example, and you know you know somebody at least who knows somebody that that lives or has worked where you're going to be. So you can make a phone call and say, hey, what do you know about this person? Are they honest? Do they do they uh, are they honest? Do they work well with other people? Things like that. So remember, the community is actually very small. So it would serve you to do your homework sometimes. So talk to other people now. Here's the thing, though. It's also just good practice to do that anyway. <laughs> and why? Because what we should be doing is building each other up. We should always really be in a state of mentorship where we are learning from people who have been where we want to go. And at the same time, we should be the the mentee. Uh, did I say that Right. We should be in the position where we are helping someone who's younger than we are, because they have not been where we are. So we we build each other up. We should always be in that position where we're building each building someone up. Also, you can discover what to pursue and what to avoid by having those conversations. All right, that's really important. So especially when you're dealing with some uh, somebody new to you. Somebody else has already dealt with that person, okay? So it's no different than uh, somebody else on the job asking for a reference. That's all you're really doing. But in the process, you're, you're sharpening other musicians in your community. So that's great. And finally, number eight. The whole episode today can be summed up in this. Look for people of good character. That's it. Remember, you're doing business with people. You're doing business with people. That's the most important thing, that you are serving people to the best of your ability. And with that in mind, that's the reason why you always want to improve on your ability. Okay? Always improve on your ability. And that's why practicing is important. As a musician, we want to practice our instrument. But we also want to practice other skills because skills can't really be taken away from you. Now, things can be taken away from you, but the skill cannot be taken away. That's what makes you better. So when you when you become good, well, let's think about performing for a second. Uh, somebody told me once, man, your piano playing sounds like your trumpet playing. It sounds just like your trumpet playing. Do you practice piano? (laughs) And I say, well, actually, actually, I don't put a lot of time on piano, but, but why is that? It's because I have the skill and it's really in my mind. I'm using the instrument to get it out. What's in my mind? I saw, I saw a piano player (laughs) pick up a trombone and just really, really kill it. It was like, wow, man, he could play trombone too. Wow. Well, you know, it's again, it goes back to the skill. That's you. You you worked it up. So uh, refine your skills. And remember, that's for the service of other people. I recently discovered a rabbi. His name is Rabbi Daniel Lappin. And he has a podcast, too. So if you're listening to me, you can download his podcast as well. Uh, he taught me this. He says that, well, first of all, what is business but service to another person? And we show our appreciation for service by giving people certificates of appreciation. I appreciate what you have done for me. Here's a certificate of appreciation. Thank you so much. And what is a certificate of appreciation? What do we call it in everyday life? it's money. We call it money. (laughs) So that's a whole nother topic. But once once you realize that you have an ability and that you should refine that ability on a regular basis and add to it, and it's for the purpose of serving other people, you have more certificates of appreciation in your pocket. And that's always great, right? All right, so that's actually all for today. I hope this is a good episode for you. I hope you learned something and that you can actually put into practice and use, avoid bad gigs on purpose. Or if you decide to take it, it's also on purpose. So it's great, all right? And one more quote from Jim Rohn I wanna leave you with. And it says this, don't let your learning lead to knowledge Let your learning lead to action. That's all for today. Thanks for pressing play on this episode of Behind the Note Podcast. And before we leave, I just want to ask you to leave a voice message with questions. I have a desire to do a question and answer episode, please. So go to BehindTheNote.com. You'll see a spot in the margin to leave a voicemail and just leave your question there and I'll play your voice on the air And I'm going to leave an example right here on this episode of somebody who did just that. Thanks for pressing play. God bless you.
0: Hey, Chris, uh, this is Eric Brewington. I just wanted to reach out real quick and let you know how much I enjoyed uh, your podcast. I'm not a professional musician. I've got a day gig as a web programmer, but I do spend a lot of time trying to uh, perfect my craft as a musician. Started out as a trumpet player at the ripe age of 30 played that for 15 years and then my son was born and I switched to bass uh, mainly because I could practice it with headphones on so I wouldn't wake him up so I've been playing bass now for two years uh, but I love music I love jazz uh, but the podcasts are really good man um, the questions that you ask the musicians are well thought out and uh, they provide some great information but really enjoyed it you know keep doing what you're doing I've got a website actually Jazz Brew dot wcom And I do a few interviews. One with Ingrid, actually, too. I also did one with uh, Terrence Blanchard. But I love your, your site. Love what you're doing. I uh, Just wanted to reach out and let you know that. Uh, feel free to contact me, man. Uh, but uh, much luck to you. Uh, infinite blessings. And I keep doing what you're doing. Bye-bye.